Welcome to the Holiday in Style podcast. I'm Katrina, founder of Studio Haven, mum of three boys, and I am obsessed with holidays. Join me as I chat to the owners of the beautiful holiday homes of Australia and share in their success and learn how you can elevate your own holiday home through interiors, as well as hear about your next wish list travel destination. So if you enjoy gorgeous getaways, you love interiors, own a holiday home, or you want to own one, then the Holiday in Style podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Holiday in Style. Today, I am talking to Joe Vadillo, who is a well-respected voice in the property industry. She's an author, professional property buyer's agent, and she provides coaching services to new investors. Jo launched Advocate Property Services in 2011 to help buyers secure great properties seamlessly. She also runs Property Women, an educational platform that supports and advocates for female investors. With more than 20 years of being an active investor herself, Jo can now add property developer to her resume, having recently completed two projects with another in the pipeline. Proudly a mum to three very active boys, she loves the outdoors, is obsessed with seeing the world and is a seriously bad cook. <laughs> so I'm really excited to chatting to Joe today. So it's a little bit of a different interview today rather than talking to people who are running and hosting holiday properties and talking about people who are helping you to run your holiday property and the business side of it. We're going to be chatting about what to look out for before you purchase your holiday property and, you know, the things that you need to look for before you buy and also some of the red flags to look out for as well. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So I first heard about Joe when I uh, found Bernadette Jansen in the She Renovates group. And you were actually a guest expert on the virtual live conference and you were um, doing a um, bit of a, a talk and I found that you were, I was pretty impressed by you, very knowledgeable on all things property. And I recently bailed you up at the She Renovates Live conference at um, the grounds in Sydney and asked you to come on the podcast and talk to us about all things um, on purchasing property in the holiday home sort of arena. So I'm really excited to chat to you today. I'd like to welcome Joe Badillo to the podcast. So welcome, Joe. if you'd like uh, to introduce you. yourself. Yeah, hi, and I'm absolutely um, it's an absolute pleasure being here and speaking to another, um, you know, property. Uh, what's, what's the word for it? Obsessed. Hobbyist <laughs> could be one terminology, and it's definitely yeah. um, at at the event that you're referencing. Someone asked me a question about, you know, what do I do? You know, what what outside hobbies do I have? But property investing is whilst it's you know it's my business it's my passion it's how I help my clients you know build their own wealth it is a bit of a hobby and you're certainly mm. in that space um you know I feel like what you're what you are talking about and advocating for that's where mm. it gets really fun oh definitely it's um it's something I've had a passion for for a very very long time and it's only really in the last sort of couple of years and definitely since um connecting with Bernadette and the She Renovates group and all the women in there, have I actually started thinking that I might finally start doing something about it? <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, I, I help, I do, we've done a lot of our own renovations in our own homes and, and you know, 
better, bettered um, ourselves financially, you know, by moving and renovating our own homes, but we haven't actually done anything outside of that. So it's time for me to do that. And of course, it's going to be a holiday property. It's not going to just be a set and forget long-term investment because um, that's where my passion is. And Pete, my husband's very much on board, board with that as well. So yeah, it's all very exciting. It ticks the right boxes. I think it it's does. important when you go into that property space, I think a lot of people who um motivated to get an investment property, but that doesn't make their heart sing or it, it they'll talk to somebody and they know a friend has had success in a certain space or buying an apartment in Melbourne or a duplex in Brisbane and they're like, Yeah, it just doesn't just doesn't motivate me. So I feel like mm. it's important to remember that just what suits someone else doesn't necessarily suit you. And that's okay as well. You don't need to yes. replicate other people as well. But if it makes you happy, if it makes you feel confident with the decisions that you're making and you sleep well at night knowing the decision that you've made and where you planted mm. your money, that's really, really important as well, especially if it's aligned with your skill set. Because, you know, a holiday rental isn't for everybody. In the same way, a, you know, building a, a brand new property, you know, buying land and, and meeting a builder, that that in itself is, a, you know, a, a completely different realm. And it's certainly mm. not, you know, you've got to make sure you understand your own level of risk, Um, you know, you know what appetite, I guess the word is for, and also yes. what, what your budget is and your strategy. Definitely. And it's funny you say that because when I first joined the She Renovates group, I came into that thinking that, um, you know, I wanted to flip houses because, I, I can see the value in that and I can see how it would, you know, push us forward financially and how we could build wealth through that. But when I was trying to um, figure out the strategy that we were going to do, I really hit a roadblock because it, it just didn't sit well with me because it wasn't my passion. And when I sat down to, to have a strategy meeting with Bernadette and we kind of dug through all that and with Michelle um, it was, you know, it's obvious. I mean, it's obvious it's got to be a holiday property and that's something that really lights me up and it's where it's where my special source is, is what, um, what Bernadette calls it. And, um, you know, Pete's a builder and, and we can, as a team, we can definitely make money in doing um, holiday property. So, so anyway, we digress. I'd love to come back. I'd like you just yeah. to um, <laughs> tell us a, tell us a bit about you know what what who you are and, and what you do when you're not a buyer's agent. Like you're a mum to three boys, same I am. as me. Right. Yes. yes. So we understand each other. It's we complexity. do. <laughs> Never wear white is one um, rule of thumb. I think as a mum with boys, especially when they're little. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, I I am a mum. I am a property buyers agent. I run a business called Property Women, which has been going since two thousand and six. I love helping people acquire property, negotiating on their behalf, being their voice, helping them to educate them. Um, I find I even, you know, even experts need to be inspired and, and I've still got a huge appetite for learning myself. So I'm very much an advocate for putting my money where my mouth is. So that is, you know, my husband, Greg, and I, who run, we both run the business together. You know, we've we've bought interstate. We've um, we've bought in our super funds. We've bought in strata complexes. We have um, done the knockdown rebuild formula. We have done a couple of property developments, built du built dual key property, uh, run co-living structure we've dabbled in airbnb you know so yep. i feel like yep. I, I very much understand a lot of those 
those levels, um, you know, where, where, where the anxiety might come from or that exposure financially or mm. mitigating risk or what if something goes wrong and the market turns quickly, um, you know, what's my exit strategy going to be? You know, if what if the rental market doesn't meet where interest rates are rising? So, I've, uh, you know, I very much understand, especially for newbies to the market, what yeah. that might yeah. look like, how that might feel and helping to strategize so that they're comfortable with the decisions that they make. And outside of property, whilst I am obsessed and, um, you know, I, I mentioned to you before we started to record that I had a very busy day. I did a lot of filming on Saturday um, for the business and I got back home and because I'd been countryside, <laughs> I yeah. jumped onto realestate.com.au and as I was unwinding with a glass of wine, I started to look at property again. So it never leaves me, but I actually do have a life outside of that realm as well. So um, you know, very I love I love the outdoors. Um, you know, I love spending time with my family as well. But I find yeah. that my property investing as a as a as an investor myself personally. It's, and also running a business and being a small business owner, it's given me a really wide um, scope to have freedom. And that's something that I really mm. wanted going into this business. And I do know now that if something went pear-shaped, I've got a portfolio behind me. I can sell, I can sell property, I can be supported financially. And I've created that for myself. And it's something yeah. that you know, 20 years ago, I was, I was, you know, like deer in the headlights going, wow, I want what she's got. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I love that you're so passionate about passing that on to other women and helping other women to create that for themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't come from a lot of money growing up. Um, you know, I, my, my mum was only 17 when I was born. So mm -hmm. for the first 10 years of my life, I shared a bunk bed with my mum in my grandmother's house. Wow. You know, so I really mm. didn't come from, okay, I didn't come from a place that I really, I I, I wanted a lot of what I've given my kids, you know, yes. and I, I, and I was, you know, you can look at it two ways. You can be resentful or you can be aspirational. And I think I, I want this for my kids. I want, I want to give them, you know, their own bedrooms and, you know, yes. destination holidays and all the rest. And, um, and that's, that that was that's that was what was very motivating for me. But I'm also able now to share that message, as you said, with other women. Um, a lot of the people that within the property women community are, um, you know, ladies that have um, come from they're, they're single parents. A lot of them, you know, they've they've yeah. gone through divorces or financial hardships, and they're going, "Here I am. I'm a certain age, and I realize I've got a kitty to spend. Where do I put my money? And what if? And what if? And what if? You know, what mm. if the market implodes? What if the what if it doesn't get rented? And yeah. this is where the holiday letting space is so exciting because females, mm. and I know I shouldn't be gender biased, and, of course, there's variables and all of these things, yeah. but women are very good nurturers and creators of beautiful spaces. And I feel like it's a strong area for us to exceed, you know, and, and you know, make it a really prosperous opportunity for a lot of um, even yeah. women who have got their own principal place of residence without realising those two rooms downstairs they don't use could actually yeah. become something that they can monetize from. Absolutely, 100% agree. And I think that um, there is so much scope for women to really step into this as a career. And, you know, if if they are further along in life and they have um, separated and they have or they have a settlement or you know, if they find themselves on their own and they can invest that money into something that they can set up and run it as a little business, then it can certainly set them up, not only for that capital growth 
but also for that passive, not passive, but for the income that is going to give them that kind of peace of mind and, you know, especially if they set it up right and, you know, um, create that beautiful experience for their guests as well. So definitely, and I think a key to all of that is knowing exactly where to buy and to, you know, that's where somebody like you comes in. So what is a buyer's agent and what is it exactly that you do for people? Yeah, sure. So enter the buyer's agent. To the yes. Business. <laughs> <laughs> I started my business uh, twelve, coming up to 12 years ago and I'd already used a buyer's agent myself. But I honestly spent the first maybe three to five years explaining to people what a buyer's agent was before. I, mm-hmm. and, and that's shifted a lot. So fundamentally, a buyer's agent is there to support you in the buying process of acquiring property. So yeah. you might be an owner-occupier or an investor. You have your pre-approval and understanding of what your budget might look like. And a buyer's agent should be professional, um, experienced, know the area, understand what your strategy is. And be able to sit there and assist you with um, looking at areas, what you should be, what you should be mindful of, considerations when buying the property. If you said to them, um, "I absolutely don't want to do any any renovations," or "I'm quite open to renovations, but not structural," a buyer's agent will then go and do the hustle for you. They mm-hmm. will find the properties. They will network with their local agents. So they should already have a lot of the rapport established with local agents anyway, um, find the properties, physically inspect them, go through with the video, um, photos, share with you data from RP Data or other platforms that will be able to say to you, this is what you can expect from a growth perspective. Um, yep. Sometimes it's a matter of like, you know, he's a three-bedroom house with a formal dining room that can be converted to a fourth-bedroom house. Do you mm-hmm. realise three-bedroom is equate, you know, equates to this dollar amount, but a four-bedroom is going to make make this much more money for you when you yeah, sell it? right. So, Yeah, you know, really, they should be looking at it really diving deep and doing the numbers for you because a lot of our clients, they're not always, you know, highly affluent individuals, but most of them are either, you know, super time poor, they're busy, they're not property Mm. experts, and ultimately they understand the value that when you when you sell a house, you use an expert to sell the house, but they all but people will jump in and blindly buy things that don't perform, and they're spending so much money. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. It is so much money. Yep. Yep. And I've, I've had clients that have been looking for a while sometimes on their own and then put the white flag up and connect with us and say, you know, can you help us because we're just, we're missing out or we're going to auction and it sells the night before and we don't know what we're doing wrong. And how do yep. I, how do I facilitate this? And what do I ask a solicitor? And when, when do I do this? When does a contract get reviewed? And, and I'm and I'm there to help that. I I, I yeah. am the, your concierge service for everything yes. to do with buying a property. And when it comes to things like an investment where you need to rent it out, what does that rental yield look like today? Or if you were to paint and put carpet in, or maybe freshen up a kitchen, what what value add could you have? Similarly, mm-hmm. with a holiday rental, you know, I will do those number crunches for you. You know, as it sits, you know, there's nothing in the area. These are the reasons why it'd be a fantastic purchase decision for you. These are the reasons people would even come to that location. So yeah, I help yeah. build that story for our clients. So they, they're very confident when they do. And then I come into the negotiation. And that's where that's the fun bit when I'm able to save my clients money because we secure that property, whether it's, you know, um, able to buy it before the auction or I, I source properties off market quite a lot as well. So things that you'll never see hit real estate or domain 
I'm in on the, you know, I'm already and in with the that's such a benefit, isn't it? And, that, and that's what I have I have learnt through the um, She Renovates is, is that buyer's agents are learning about pro- uh, properties from real estate agents before us mere, <laughs> us people. We don't yeah. even see them come into realestate.com because they're gone. Yeah, look, on Friday mm-hmm. afternoon I was invited to go. Um, they had an arborist going out to a property that's not yet had professional photos and an agent said, "Go, you can go along when the arborist is there so have a, have a sticky beak, you know. And mm-hmm. when I looked at the property on the map, on the like I looked, looked zoomed in, I went, I know that street's just going to be a, a difficult accessible street, easy to get into, hard to get out of because of the way the roads are structured and you've got to loop around here and loop around there. And I thought, you know what, it's just not going to make, it doesn't make sense what my clients are looking to achieve. Mm. This morning I got the same tip off from another agent. We're getting professional photos taken today. Would you like to come through and have a sticky peek at that one? So I've already done the drive-by and I've had a look online and I'm like, maybe it's worth having a look. It doesn't scream at me by by yeah. just surface level. But the thing with property is you've got to get into it sometimes. You know, sometimes, um, you know, photos don't do it justice. Uh, mm. You know, Google Earth doesn't do it justice. The ability to get inside and see, oh, the, these if there's, you know, these windows were wider and brighter, how much more light would it let in? It's solid. It's got beautiful character. You know, you can yeah. sort of, but that's, that's where as a buyer's agent, I'm sharing that with my clients to help them mm. understand this is where you can add value. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, I, I think that, I find I have found that when I was working with clients as well, I would see, say, in a new build, and they would be spending half a million dollars on a renovation or a new build, and then when that when it would come to helping with the purchasing of the furniture, they would balk at spending the money to pay the fees for an interior designer, and they would go out and just purchase, you know, bits and pieces here and there, and it furnished this absolutely stunning home that they've spent half a million dollars on but they didn't want to spend five thousand dollars to pay an interior designer to help them to purchase all this furniture but that then that then it would come in and it just wouldn't look right you know the flow wasn't right or the sofa was too small or and I just didn't get it because if you are going to spend that much money on a home and you why not invest in the finished product looking amazing and it's the same with that investment in a buyer's agent like if you're going to want that end result it's that investment that you're putting in the beginning that's going to bring you that end result and especially for um property i know that many many years ago uh back in 2014 we um, had a buyer's agent help us with a property in our super fund down in Carrum Downs. We had no idea what we were doing, so we got her to help us. And we made we knew that we were going to make money because we had no idea where to buy. And that that area did really well. And we we made money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, look, you know, we outsource things, these, you know, like yeah. it's it's um why would I use a buyer's agent when I can just go out and buy a property? Well, really, you can sell your property too, like Gumtree, mm. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but it, it does come down to the the connections, the ability to read through things, untapped um, 
you know, like some some buyers don't understand that if you do a pest and building report and there's some anomalies that come up, you can actually negotiate that the vendor fixes that before you take over its settlement. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be rented out, you know, request access prior. If the carpets smell like, you know, three years worth of indoor dogs, um, mm-hmm. you know, request access prior to get it measured up so that when you own the property, two days later, the carpet people come in, replace it with carpet, and the first Saturday you've got an open inspection again. So you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're reducing your holding time as well. So yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of times that I've come to um, pre-settlement inspections. I've been to a pre-settlement inspection once when a client was going to be moving into the house and a tenant was exiting and the property I've just never seen such a jungle of (laughs) garbage and house debris and the oh really the inside machinations of a piano was in the backyard I was like this is just next level like I don't even know where to start so they didn't want to delay moving into the property so I go back to the solicitor and we negotiated to withhold a certain amount of money like a significant amount of money yeah yeah. Say, we're going to keep this. The vendor's going to clean it up on their own time and dime. Yeah. We're going to receive yeah. this settlement. Um, and if they don't, our clients are actually going to wind up profiting because we withheld quite a bit of money. Um, mm. And that's a very motivating factor with vendors. They're like, oh, no, no, I want my money. So, yes, I'll get the yes. stamp or we'll hurry up yeah. with the cleaning. Yeah. So that's the sort of things that some people don't recognise that they can actually make those requests and feed it through. Mm. I always have to feed it through the solicitor. I've got very... Mm good um you know open communication with my clients we work independently of these other professions but the client's broker the client's solicitor if they don't already have existing um uh, you know experts to help them then we introduce them to people as well so you know it's a Mm. two-way street but ultimately i just i bring that all together so i'm like i'm reducing like the um, energy and the stress that those sorts of scenarios can bring and unfortunately you know with property buying it's the things pop up (laughs) Yes, you know, like yeah. yeah, the banks can be delayed. Sometimes the the biggest banks are the worst offenders for mucking about with settlement dates and things mm. like that. So mm. it certainly yeah. happens. <laughs> so, do you have any tips that you can share with us as to where are the best places to to purchase a holiday property, uh, and what what we should be looking out for when we're looking at holiday property? Areas. Oh, for sure. Yeah, look, I mean, it, I'm a big advocate for holiday stays. Um, yes. I, you know, I'm, we're a travelling entourage of five yeah. and, you know, hotels can be a little bit lacklustre and boring. I like, the, I like you know, being in a house environment and things like that. So mm. I've stayed in an absolutely a huge amount of Airbnbs worldwide. So I've had a lot of yeah. experiences as a guest. And um, when you're looking for the – it's – when people say holiday house, sometimes it can really depend. It's almost like you got to work backwards and what you're happy with yourself as an owner because if it's something that you're going to use yourself, then potentially that proximity to home is a consideration. Your budget is probably going to be the biggest consideration because it, depending on what your budget looks like, it really will then start to form, well, I can't be coastal, can I, <laughs> on that budget? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> And people look for different things. So for me, I love I love coastal holidays. Um, and but I do love getting away and doing the tree change thing. You know, the fire pits and the log cabin and the mm. off grid almost. Well, when I say off grid, let, let's be serious. I really do yeah. still want. I still want. <laughs> my kids yes. would kill me if they didn't have the internet. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 
But you well, know, yeah, what I, kind of holiday is it for you if your kids didn't have the internet? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine the um, yeah, the <laughs> Armageddon from having having. What do you mean? There's no signals. Um, yeah, so I do, but I do enjoy that, and that's what people mm. are looking for. They're looking for that point of difference. That um, you know, whether it's just that you know a character visit, something that's just beautiful, something to get away with girlfriends, and you're walking distance to cafes and shops. It could yeah. be just like you said, like you know, it can be completely coastal. It could be a property that's large enough to host a couple of families, or but you know, nearby other Airbnbs. So, yeah. so it, it is a little bit of an organic, you know, what's going to work well and where, and also as a as a buyer, if you don't understand rural purchasing and you don't want, you're not interested in it, that's probably not the right fit for you. Perhaps you need yeah. to look to something that is a little bit more of a, a holiday precinct. And even if you can't afford to be beachside, perhaps you're only a few streets back because everyone's got different budgets when they holiday as well. So mm. that itself is a consideration. Um, so when we work with clients, we'll sort of establish what their budget looks like, where they're pre-approved where they live, what do, do they have any, you know, ideal, ideal, ideal areas, I should say, for where they want to invest. And yep, then we yep. start to build what that might look like as a story. It's like, well, look, you love this location, but your budget's really off kilter with where you need to be. But only, you know, 32 minutes further down the highway, you've got this opportunity and it's a little bit more of an untouched haven. And these are the reasons why it's going to be a really good buying decision. And it's also when, especially when it's holiday letting, you know, what's the property look like? How many bedrooms has it got? Is it easy to pull in and, and you know, off the street? Is there car park, um, you know, facilities there? I look at all of those things so that I'm understanding not only my clients' needs, but what their guests are going to be looking for as well. And just the ease, just the ease, it's all about making it easy. It's easy to yeah. buy off you. It's easy to stay here. It's beautiful. It's likable. It's got character and it's got, you know, a great local infrastructure as well. Mm. Yeah, no, they're really great tips. So along with that as well, are there any red flags that we should be looking out for? Look, you can look at um, oversupply sometimes if, you know, it's mm. an area that is like a very high supply issue. Like, I mean, look, let's look at the Gold Coast, for example. It's got, you know, it is short-term holiday haven up there. Yes. But yep. it can also be tricky to get accommodation. But you do sometimes find, though, it does mean the price comes down because there is more out there. There is more properties to pick from. So that will impact the premium you can acquire. Mm -hmm. But the more beautiful your house is, the closer the beach it is, the more um, appealing those photos are, you know, the more beautiful you've set it up. All mm. of those things are going to push you um, into a different realm than the next person who might have a 1992 styled <laughs> apartment yeah. with you, yeah, which yes. you see quite a few of those up there as well. Yeah. Um, red flags. So I think it'd be looking at that. If you're looking to purchase in an area that um, is seasonal, so let's mm. just say you're on the, you know, the cusp of the ski fields, and once the snow goes, what happens then? What else is the draw card to location? So it could be that it's got great mountain biking tracks. Um, again, it could be there's lake walks and things like that. So when you're doing, when you're looking at that, what's going to give it a year-round seasonal pull for other mm. people to come to? You know, mm. perhaps, you know, maybe it doesn't have a lot of merit, but when it's no longer the season, is there local universities or hospitals or reasons that people that are in that area are coming in and out for work and they're looking for short-term stay rentals as well? Mm. So you really need Not to... Not just for holidays, but for... Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know and there's pockets of Sydney now where rentals are really hard for families 
Mm. Because so many people are doing knockdown rebuilds, you know, and they're moving out of their home and they're looking for another family house nearby to live in. But, yeah. you know, there's just not a heavily invested area. So there's, you mm. know, it's a really tight market as a result. Mm. So I think that's really important. It's the same with the coastal holidays. Um, you know, obviously summer, we get, we get fantastic weather, but there are going to be periods where it is a little bit more bleak. So does it have a fireplace inside or a fire pit? outside you know what mm. what is it what what can make it look warm and cozy and inviting you don't always have to be in the surf to enjoy the beach you know it's yeah, it is right. about just your nice walks can people bring their pet dog with them you know these mm. are the sorts of things you need to understand what are people really looking for that's mm. going to give you year-round income as well for your property yeah so thinking about um yeah the different seasons and you know the coastal towns thinking about what they can be doing in winter when they're there as well yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy, I quite enjoy being near the beach at that time of year, you know, like, yeah, it's just absolutely. Walks mm. and things like that. Um, mm. but obviously it's probably going to be a potentially different person that's going to be staying there. It might, it might just be, a, you know, a, a group of friends as opposed to, you know, the family and three kids and a whole bunch of inflatable pool toys. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's been, there've been some great tips. Thank you very much. Um, so I also just wanted to ask you if you want to share a little bit with us about um, Property Women. It sounds like a really great little business and something that I'm actually really interested in learning a bit more about. Yeah, for sure. So Property Women started in 2006 and we're very much about doing a lot of face-to-face presentations and getting experts in. And now, you know, the market shifted from that formula quite significantly now in the world of Zooms. Um, yes. But we were very much about educating women, empowering them with knowledge and confidence to go forth and, and buy property. So how the business has evolved to meet what market changes there are is that we yep. still do a lot of webinars. We do a lot of um, information nights in terms of like Zooms, uh, you know, Q&A question opportunities. There's myself, obviously, as a buyer's agent, that's a, you're available to speak to me, and it's not. It's obviously more affordable than using a buyer's yes. agent necessarily, but you yeah. can sort of you know pick my brain. We've got um, discounts to RP Data software, which is really affordable for many. So if you're only do, do, you know dipping and out of the market, you don't want to be locked into some sort of twenty four mm. month software um, commitments. So we can provide that. We also provide people with access to really good property professionals that have been tried and tested by a lot of our community. So if you're if you're new to the market and you're like, I want to buy as agent, you know, where do I find the good ones? What about a solicitor? You know, how affordable are they? How much should I expect to pay? Who should I be working with? Uh, brokers, I'm a huge advocate for working with a broker rather than just walking into a, a bank. Um, I They just... The brokers that we recommend are, are fantastic. They understand the investor mindset. They're very customer service centric and really look after our clients. Financial planner as well. So you don't need all these people necessarily. Well, you definitely need solicitors and brokers, but you know, yeah. financial planner as you grow and, and and evolve, you may want to look into working with a financial planner. So a lot of these experts that we work with provide property women members with free consultations. So it's not a forced buy scenario. It's like it's a taste test. Let's find out, is this the right fit for me? Am I going to like you? Are they going to like, you know, are we going to be able to work together? What what can you do for me to help me grow my portfolio and my position financially? Same with accountants. I think the accountant yeah. is uh, absolutely essential that you nail it and you get a really good one. Um, you know, the I accountant. Think so. was- <laughs> Especially an accountant who understands property and investing property investing and that 
foresight of where you're going with that as well. I know I've, I've in the past been with accountants who haven't really been on top of all of that. So true. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I've had the same experience. Mm. You know, ultimately some of them are very conservative, set and forget. Yes. I'm here to do your income tax return and yep. see you next year. Mm. But you want those accountants that are hungry, they understand Absolutely. the property market. They're going to, instead of like going, oh, you know, don't worry about that. You're not going to have the income for it. You want the people to yeah. go, hey, well, if this is your plan, we need to get your income to this and you need to tidy up that and, and get rid of that loan and then next year you'll be in a greater, you know, a better position. So well, I've had that situation where they didn't actually say that to me. So then the next time that I went to look at a loan, they were like, well, it's too late now. You should have done this, this and this. And, yeah. you know, I thought, well, thanks for telling me now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so then I had get, to wait twelve months. Yeah. Oh, horrendous! And twelve, you know, yeah. <laughs> dare I say it? The older we get, those twelve months accrue way faster. <laughs> and I yeah. don't want to wait. You know, I'm getting to a mm. point now. It's like oh, I want to. You know, I, I haven't got the luxury of yesterday. Yeah, mm. exactly. But I've I come across investors that don't run past their um, plans with their accountant. No, so that accountant might need to be, you know, decluttered from their situation, but. If you tell your accountant, I'm going to invest, this is the situation, what entity should I be buying this in? Ask them those mm. questions. You know, we're going to put it in our name. We're going to make money from this because we've done our research. Is it right to put it in both our names or just my yeah. name or a company structure or a family trust? It, should I be buying in my super? What does that mean? You know, so these you really need to leverage and make, make you know, make them do their mm. job. Mm, ultimately and if, they, and yep. if they're not and what i've experienced and you may well have too if you don't one door doesn't open go and knock on another door <laughs> oh yes yes I, even brokers like i've changed a few brokers in the last couple of years because you know if they're not if they can't get the loan for you there's other brokers out there that can but yeah you know if they say look no sorry you can't get that i have found brokers that can so yeah and ultimately, sometimes you may outgrow the property professional that you're working with, and it doesn't mean mm. that their skill set is their skill set could be great for a certain level, mm. um, but it could be. And it's the same with buyers agents. Some buyers agents only specialize in just you know a certain area or location or just houses or um, other yep. property marketers are all about house and land packages. So there's a, a myriad of different um, and and good good performing professionals out there, but you've got to find the one that's the right fit for you. And look at your property portfolio always like you're running a business. Yes. You yeah. know, and ultimately you've got to make business decisions. And sometimes in business we need to make the uncomfortable decision. And that could be love working with you for the last three loans. But I know. I'm about you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm working with Louise and Penny from Property Education. Yeah, they've been lovely. And, um, yeah, and, and and as I said, you know, you'd sometimes you've just got to keep moving until you find someone that understands what you need at the time of, of your life and where you're going, what direction you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, this has been fun. I love talking all things property and um, property investing. <laughs> so if anyone um, wants to find you or get in touch with you and ask about um, engaging you or, you know, just having a chat with you, where can they find you? Yeah, sure. You can email hello at propertywomen.com.au. Come and say hello. Um, propertywomen.com.au is our website. And for our full buyers agency, it's advocateservices.com.au. And I'll put those links in the yeah, show notes as well. Yeah. 
Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me today. I've thoroughly enjoyed oh, chatting a pleasure, to you. Katrina, and thank you for having me on. And, um, you know, I look forward to seeing all the goals that you're kicking as well. Like I'm, I'm loving um, through Bernadette's group seeing the people who have done these beautiful renovations and it's so, in, it's so important oh, no. to stay in the space, even if your circumstances predict otherwise for you. Just keep, keep, keep at it. Keep, keep that mm. inspiration around you. And don't you worry. I'll be in touch Sounds with great. you for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Joe. I hope you enjoy that episode as much as I did and that you got some tips out of that for if you are somebody that's out there wanting to purchase a holiday property. And I will pop all of the links in the show notes for all of the different um, people that we mentioned throughout the episode, Bernadette Jansen from She Renovates, property advocates and property education brokers as well. So thank you again for listening in and I will catch you all next week. Thank you so much for listening in with me today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would love it if you could share with your friends and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready to transform your holiday property into a must-stay holiday destination, you can head to the link in my show notes or send me a DM over on Instagram at studiohaven underscore au and I will send you my top 10 tips to transform your holiday home from drab to fab. Let's work together to transform your holiday home into a must-stay destination. Mm-hmm.